you could be anywhere doing anything, but you're hanging out with us. And we appreciate that. So wherever you're listening and however you're listening, we appreciate you guys for listening. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Game Plan Podcast live stream. Alex Goodwin is my name. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex Goodwin TSM. Again, that's on Twitter at Alex Goodwin TSM. That's T as in Tom, S as in Sarah, M as in Mother. Kennedy Miller will be here with us shortly. Lamar Gafford, my man, Sin La Preps. How you doing today, dog? I'm doing pretty well. How about yourself, man? I, you know, I cannot complain. I can't complain. You know, I just found out I got another check coming in the mail. A player's dissertation just got officially approved. So, you know, in the eyes of the University of North Texas, I'm officially a PhD today. So, you know, today has been a very good day. Today has been a very good day. And today was also a very good day for the Denver Nuggets who won game two, excuse me, game three of these 2023 NBA Finals going up in the series 2-1 to one behind a 32-point, 21-rebound, 10-assist game from the Joker, Nikola Jokic. Jamal Murray added 34 on 12-22 shooting. Jimmy Butler led Miami with 28 points from the floor. So, Lamar, first thoughts on game number three. Yeah, um, I'll go ahead and basically pretty much say this. I mean... The stars for Miami basically showed up. Like, they had everything that they had, honestly. Uh, Jimmy had 28, Bam had 22 and 17, and a very good double-double. And even he had a double-double in the first half. And it was like, none of that mattered because the other two guys on the other end, Jokic and Jamal Murray, had 30-point triple-doubles. Both of them. Both of them. And it's just so crazy because it's like, we are just so now accustomed to Jokic just doing what he does and all that stuff that this was a very quiet 32, 21, and 10. I looked up and I was like, wow, he he's, he's done this, but it's like we've just been so accustomed now to seeing Jokic basically put up these numbers and everything else like that. Like this is the third time in the playoffs that he's ever done that. Um, the only other guys that have done this were – I think Wilt Chamberlain and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I want to say, and they've done it once each. And um, it's even so crazy that some of the people in the betting game, if you want to even bet as far as, like, uh, will Jokic get a triple-double? Now those odds are pretty much in the minus, which, in other words, <laughs> means you're basically you're having to pay $110 just to get your $100 back, um, just to get $100 here on Jokic getting that triple-double. It's just so crazy, man. Yo, I am glad you explained the whole gambling situation to me because I did. Look, I don't gamble because I ain't got no money yet. So, you know, I was like, I don't know what it, I don't know what minus anything means, my boy. So thank you. I, I, I do a little bit. I'm not the high roller. I'm not putting up my house, my mortgage or anything else like that. Or you would see me in a cardboard box right now. I basically <laughs> just do. I'm pretty much the guy that's in the slot that that's basically in the casino doing the penny slots. Oh, you five dollars, maybe even ten at the most. Hey, you sound a lot like my pops. My pops went gambling on the cruise one time. Pops put his ten dollars in. He got thirty dollars out. He was like, "I'm out. I'm cashed out." Somebody's like, "You don't want to go for it anymore?" Mm -mm. I know how to triple my money. No, look, look, I've already won here. That, that 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 is pops is get down like a thousand percent. I came with ten, I left with thirty. 
There I we go. I am a winner. But I think to me, what really stood out to me was that it just felt like a Jamal Murray, one of them nights for Jamal Murray. Like really early. I don't know if you felt that, but I felt it really early. Like he took six shots in the first five minutes and made four of those six. Like he had eight of their first 10 points. He was like, oh, yeah. This feels like one of those Jamal Murray nights where it just looks really easy, where, it, where the rent, where the basket is just the, just that big for him. And it was, right? Like the Jimmy Butler matchup didn't work as well tonight, right? And then on the Jokic end of this, it felt like a Jokic dominant game because in game two, I don't know if you feel me on this, Jokic had 44 or 41, mm -hmm. but it didn't feel like a Jokic game because a Jokic game looks more like tonight. And it's crazy to say like an average night at the office for an <laughs> NBA player, dude, that's seven feet tall is, oh yeah, 32, 21 in 10 dimes. It's kind of crazy to think of, yeah, this is more of what we more in line with what we was expecting. You know what I'm saying? But he was able to get everybody else involved. And by everybody else, I really kind of mean Jamal Murray because everyone else really didn't mm -hmm. give him too much. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. it a lot of tonight's game, it felt like two on two. It felt like Bam and Jimmy versus Jokic and Murray. That's what a lot of tonight felt like. And But Denver felt hungrier tonight. Mm -hmm. They felt like they, you, you sense some measure of desperation in them, diving for the loose balls fighting for rebounds. Christian Braun, Brown, how have I say the dude's name? How, how I say his last name? Brown, Brown. How the hell is it Christian Brown if I it's spelled B-R-A-U-N? Don't, who was the dude who used to play for the Milwaukee Brewers who was on them steroids and he lied about it? Uh, you know, oh, Braun. Ryan Braun. Braun. Ryan, Ryan, Braun, yeah. yeah, his name's spelled just like that, but all of a sudden yeah. you're supposed to tell me it's Brown. That's like, I just feel like one of them things, like, you know, people tell you, uh, the, the the N in knife is silent. I mean, or the K in knife is silent. Like, mm -hmm. another story for another day. But Christian Brown, if that's his real last name, as you tell me, Lamar, gave him it something is. tonight. He gave him something tonight. Like, we call everybody else a refund check and things like that. Christian Brown ain't quite a refund check. He just that 20 you found under the seat. Or that 20 <laughs> you found in, in the cushion of the sofa. Like, damn, whew, I needed this. Bam. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, he was that yeah. with the minutes he gave. You know what I'm saying? You know, Jokic was able to hit him cut into the bucket a handful of times. Made a couple of good shots. Just hustle plays. Like, he was, like, extremely useful for them tonight in a night where they really couldn't, outside of Murray and Jokic, they couldn't make shots. Like, bro, Michael Porter Jr. actually did something that didn't involve shooting the ball tonight. Like, because <laughs> you know you because we we had this joke me and you like yeah. when michael porter jr is not shooting the ball and his shots ain't going in he might as well be on the couch like i'm on the couch because he ain't Rest giving you back bro, bro he ain't giving you nothing and tonight you see michael porter jr out there fighting for rebounds trying to get second second chance opportunities for the squad diving on the ground Playing a little defense, contesting. Like, I feel like we're giving him some credit for some stuff he's supposed to do, but because he ain't never really done it before, <laughs> we're marveling. Oh my God. It's like, you ever seen like a little kid when they're walking? Like, yeah. oh my God, you can walk, or oh my God, you can use the, you can use a toilet. 
Yay! That's kind of what this feels like. <laughs> well, you, well, you, you, you don't you don't know something though. What's uh, up? I wonder how his back is gonna feel probably by tomorrow because we all know he's twenty five with a sixty five year old back. So that it is. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say it, but it has been well documented. But yeah, uh, about uh, Christian Brown, um, you know, there was a point of the game in the especially in the fourth quarter where they started pulling ahead. And he started hitting those shots. I was like, well, this one's over. Let me just get to the studio real quick right now because I have seen everything that I needed to see here. And on the other end, you look at Miami's guys where, again, pretty much the same thing. Like, you got some of the guys going early. I mean, you know, Caleb Martin was able to get 10. Uh, Gabe Vincent started off okay, but then kind of cooled off. Max Struess, one for seven. I know we continue to joke about him and either he's going up high or cold or anything else like that. But like you said, Denver kind of wanted them more because they knew they they had game two right there in the bag. Yeah. And if it wasn't for Murray missing that shot, who knows what could happen in overtime. And I think, and I don't know how you feel about this, but in these first three games, have you or anybody else that's listening to us, watching us, have any of you guys had the moment, just even for a second, where you really thought Miami could win this series or thought Miami's the better team? Because in most series, I feel like we figure out who the better team is by game five. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or game four, game five. Like, there's been enough. Like, the first two games are a lot of, you know, sparring, trying to feel each other out, feel out matchups and things like that. By game four, game five, you know, what we've got is what we've got. And we can pretty much figure out who the best, who the better team is from there. I feel like we know who the better team is. I mean, I feel like I do it from the from game one, before game one started. Yeah. But it's like Miami has to play the game of their lives to be competitive because in two of these three games, they've gotten beat pretty definitively. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like they were they may have been on their way to get beat pretty handily too, but the Denver bench kind of let go of the rope a bit in the fourth quarter of game two. So, like, and we know what it's going to take. It's going to take one of them Jimmy Butler, like you say, Lamar, Jimmy Butler blackout games. And he was a lot better tonight than he was in games one and two. I think he shot close to 50% from the floor tonight. One of four for th- from three, but the majority of those shots, majority of the shots he took tonight were mid-range and in. So, okay, cool. But what concerns me a little bit more is, at least for Miami, is your role players typically play better at home right Mm -hmm. they didn't give him too much Kyle Lowry gave him nine Duncan Robinson gave him nine I think Caleb Martin gave him eight or nine like you said yeah but they're not having as much of an impact on the game as you would hope when you're at home so and at this point tell me I don't know how you feel about this Lamar do you think Miami's kind of adjust like they're out of adjustments? Like what else could possibly be in Spolster's bag of tricks? Another zone? <laughs> yeah, at this point, it's 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 like looking at what the guys did tonight, it's I, I don't think he has any other adjustments that he can really make. Cause like you can't put Coley Zeller on him. You can't have him out there, out there on the court. <laughs> the, the I mean, uh, any more than the six minutes that he gave you because I mean, it's not going to work. 
And they're doing this with Kevin Love, and at least Kevin Love is giving them 16 minutes. But, I mean, the guys are just going to have to shoot better at this point. I mean, that's just basically going to be it. Gabe Vincent, two for 10, that can't happen. Max Struess, one for seven, that can't happen. You know, those guys are going to have to step it up a little bit more. And um, that's basically it there. I mean, because we, like we said, we know who is the better team in this series right now. And we know Denver is. And it's just the thing about Denver is outside of Jokic and Murray, they can have different players go off at any given time. I mean, you look at game one where you had five guys that had uh, double digits in points. Well, if you're Miami, those other guys are going to have to just step up. Those other undrafted guys that did very well in the Eastern Conference Finals, they got to step up, man. That's basically it. Uh, Step up and one more thing, the power of prayer. I don't know if Eric Spolster and them boys is praying men. (laughs) I don't know what the church scene is like in Miami Beach. But they might need to just pray. Pray for divine intervention. Because at this point, that's what it might actually take. Because Maybe Wayne Wade can give him a couple of minutes. I don't know. Man, look, look, you 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 saw they tried to O U D out there. You saw they tried to <laughs> Haslam out there. Dog, I don't I don't know how many times Haslam has taken those damn sweats off all year and played in a game. Like I, <laughs> yo, here's what I want to know. Why do they keep bringing Haslam back? You know, like they keep, he's been on that league minimum for like at least since my sophomore year of college. And they keep bringing UD back and UD plays like three get play appears, appears. Mm-hmm. I don't even like to call it play because he ain't really playing. He's on the court for a minute or two. You know, he runs up and down the court twice and then eh, that's it. You know, like why do they keep doing this? Does UD not want to go home? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like what, what what's the deal? He culture, man. He culture. That's basically it. I, I guess it's just that I'm pretty sure that they're going to give him an executive spot once this is all over with, pretty much. And the only thing that I, I kind of wish I would, because you know how everybody always loves to give everybody the send-off game and, yes. and all that stuff. So, like, his last game in his of his illustrious career, well, in, his, in the regular season, he went off with 24 points. He had Three three pointers. Now, mind you, before this, Yadonis uh, Haslam only made six three pointers in his career. Before this, <laughs> he hit three in the in the Heat final regular season game. Three. Hey, may, maybe they throw maybe they throw him at Jokic just to foul the hell out of him. Maybe they just do that. Just hit him in the ribs. Hit him in the ribs. Hit him in the ribs. Maybe they just try that because everything. Hey, you got else, six? Hey, yeah, he got six. He got six, man. My brother, my brother, when he when he coached basketball, he said there was one. There was, he had a football player on the team. He said everybody's like, "Why is he on the team? Why is he on the team?" My brother was like, "Real simple, he got six fouls." He said they had one of them teams had a big guy they couldn't do nothing with. He looked at him. He said, "All right, son, it's your time. <laughs> Go in there, be physical, hit him. F- look, hit him, be physical. You got six of them, son." He went in, went in there. Four minutes, two points, two fouls. <laughs> it got it got it got the dude out of his rhythm. My brother, all right, son, thank you. Second half, buddy started getting going again. Sent him back in there. Maybe they need to try that because 
it is comedy watching Bam and Zella and God help him if they end up on a switch. Gabe Vincent or Max Struess try to guard him. You ever play basketball or something with your uncles or your daddy when you was like six or seven years old and they was posting you up and you was trying your hardest, trying to lean in and put some ass into it to try to give some resistance? And it was futile because they just turned around and shot over you casually. Mm-hmm. That's what it looks like with Jokic out there. The thing is, them, them is grown men. <laughs> That's the problem. They're grown. At, at this point, I, I just want to just just get this get some laughs in going here. I just want to see the Nikola Jokic Jovic matchup. Uh, the other guy that the Heat drafted in in the uh, I guess in the draft last year. Wait, he, you talking about Yo? Oh, the dude who played for the Heat who has the same name except in his name is spelled yeah. just like Jokic's, except when there's when there's Jokic. a K, there's Jokic. a V, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, I get what you're saying now. You know what that's kind of like. Yeah, Goldberg and Gilberg. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's kind of what it feels like. You know what I'm saying? Yo, shout out to all of my WWE fans who will get that reference. Yes. <laughs> because, yo, that's what that feels like. That is totally what that feels like. And we have the pleasure joining us, the man, the myth, the legend. I don't know what happened to his camera just now. Kennedy Miller. What's good? My guys. Yo, it was, I was about to say at first when you got on the stream, you didn't you didn't have a shirt. I'm like, why he about to get on here looking like he just slid in the third base? <laughs> no, no, I, I wasn't. I wasn't gonna do that. I wasn't gonna do that. Thank you, sir. So we've been kind of talking through game three of the finals. So overall, your assessment so far? I just think I think Denver is a better team. I do. I think I love the Heat. Uh, you know, you love to see the AC make it, you know, that far. Ha- haven't, uh, or it hasn't been done since the, the Knicks in 99, I believe. Um, but for them to make it that far, I just think they're, they're just playing against a better team. Like, they have no answer for Jokic. And the answer that they do have should probably be guarding Aaron Gordon. Right, like, because they don't have an answer for Jokic, but then if they put him on Jokic, they don't have an answer for Aaron Gordon. And so, oh, we already said what the answer was. Me and Lamar just said it. Prayer. (laughs) Look, that's all I got. Yo, who? Yo, do they in in pro basketball? Do they still have like the team chaplain? Do people still do that? They should for this series. Cause they need, uh, look, they need some old praying black women. Yeah, okay, I, I think it's, I think it's the Nuggets and six. You know, like I think the Heat are gonna squeak out one more, maybe, but I think the Nuggets are just the better team. And I've talked about this, um, maybe about a week or two ago, but Jokic is, is having like a Dirk-like run, you know, throughout this. Now Dirk, I think played against better teams um, throughout his 2011 championship run. But the way that this guy's doing is like, we had kind of written him off. Like you did. 
I sure did. <laughs> like, I sure hey, did. There's, no, there's no French here. You... <laughs> no, I, I sure did because in a in a in a game where the league is based off like pick and rolls and how can you guard pick and rolls, and he can't, right? But the additions of KCP and Bruce Brown made them not only a great offensive team, but a great defensive team as well. And so they have a bunch of role players that can step up and you're like any given night, Jokic can go for 40, Jamal Murray can go for 30, KCP can hit six threes, Michael Porter can hit six threes. You know what I'm saying? Like Aaron Gordon can go crazy. So any given night you can have one of six or seven players step up for you. That makes it that team really dangerous. And so um, they've earned my respect. You know, Jokic has, has ascended his way into my top five, top three players in the league. Um, and I think they're going to beat the Heat in six. The Heat just, they just play hard. I think they got the best coach in the league. We talked about it earlier this year. I thought Ty Lue was the best coach in the league. I think Eric Spolcher has taken that mantle. And I just think he just finds ways to figure out his team. I, I think that's fair. I think the the thing about Miami is that they've gotten, they have made $20 out of 15 cents. They have made Dog, it that's happen. That's what they do. They have made it happen. They got all these undrafted dudes off the scrap heap. Yo, to, to keep it funky, remember when San Antonio would get like Danny Green? And they would kind of drop him in, or they would like rehabilitate Boris Diaw after Boris Diaw had gained 30 or 40. And then, all right, we can use Boris Diaw, right? The Heat got a, a team full of Danny Greens. That's really what they've got. You know what I'm saying? But Duh, like I said, no I think Tim it's Duncan. It, no Duncan. The guy that they have, to be honest with you, I don't really know who I can compare Jimmy to, but I think the runs Miami has had these last couple of years into the finals, the conference finals, all of that really feels like those runs those Indiana Pacers had with Jalen Rose, Reggie Miller, Dale Davis, Rick Smiths, Mark Jackson. That's really kind of what this feels like. You know what I'm saying? But I think Nuggets in five. But we're going to move on to some of our fan questions, fan comments. So the first one is Maya asks, what does Craig from Friday and Chris Paul have in common? They got fired on that day off. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> but Yo. Craig wasn't no damn cone. <laughs> Craig wasn't the cone, and at that time, Craig still had a hairline. Well, maybe no. kind of. Like, Chris Paul Chris needs Paul. to go bald. He's at Chris the point. Chris Paul's daughter's going to bully the hell out of him in the morning. <laughs> your daddy got fired. Not only is your daddy not winning the ring, but he ain't got no job right now. <laughs> hey, look, man. And, you know, I had somebody ask me today, is it over for Chris Paul? I said, Yes. It should be over for Chris Paul. And I thought legitimately to keep it funky with you, I thought it was going to be over for Chris Paul four years ago. In 2018, 2019, that last year he played in Houston, we were in that Warriors series. He was throwing his hip out, trying to get foul calls. And he was just no. going to the basket and throwing the ball at the rim, praying somebody blew the whistle then and sent him to the line. That, then he went on that vegan diet in his first year in OKC and turned his career around. But that last year in Houston, people forget that was pretty bad. Like, 
he couldn't he was get cheeks. past nobody and was throwing the ball through people's legs. Like, yes, he did to, do that. Yes, yes. Yeah, he he was throwing the ball through people's legs to really like create advantages. And like <laughs> he 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 turned his weight around in OKC. He balled out, got into the playoffs when many people thought they were a lottery team. And much respect to him. But at this point in his career, he's he's a he's a backup point guard. He's one of the smartest players in the league, but he can't really generate mismatches on the offensive end and he can't you know um he can't really on the defensive end just like maintain his own like he used to like many people forget chris paul is like a nine-time all defensive team member you know what i mean he's one of the best defenders at the point guard position of all time and at this point in time the game plan is like let's attack cp3 like, let's just go at him. You know what's even worse now? Now that Chris Paul isn't as good as he once was, you remember when he was really good. As a matter of fact, Lamar, you remember in 2004 in the ACC tournament when he hit Julius yeah. Hodge dead in the kids? Oh, yeah. All those Chris yes. Paul dirty tricks. Yeah. Officer Officer CP3 is going to be even worse now that he's not good. Oh, but he's going to be, hey, his shirt is untucked. Hey, that's going to be him. If he can even get on the floor, he's probably going to have one of them Jawan Howard, uh, UD. We were just talking about UD being like a damn emeritus professor who teaches one <laughs> class a year. You know what I'm talking about? He get on the court once every 18 months. That's going to be CP3. And the reason I say it's over, like somebody's probably going to sign him and use him. But his, it's over in terms of him being a positive player. Oh, we got another comment from Jasmine. CP3 to the Lakers. If you want another... Ooh, let me... I'm about to cuss. If you want another... (laughs) Whole locker room gonna smell like Geritol between him and LeBron. Now, that was my next point. He's probably gonna end up on the Lakers if the Suns let him go. Like, you know, they came out with these other reports. Like, they might... They're gonna try and stretch him or do these trades or, like, you know, cut him to re-sign him for lesser money. Like, if he does actually become a free agent, he's probably going to end up on the Lakers. I've accepted that fate. I've accepted it. Now, do I want it? Hell no. Not as a starter. Hey. But as a backup, I'd take it. So, um, uh, if uh, D'Angelo, well, I'm asking you this question. Who do you think is going to be more going to be worse for your health, Russ or CP3? No, it'd definitely be Russ. Like, at least CP3 is smart. He just can't move. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather have a guy... Look, so at a certain point, you'd rather have a fool that plays hard than a dude who's just standing out there just... No, no. You got that fool out of here. Because if you got two... If you got two of the smartest players in the league, even if they old, they can help some younger guys figure out what they're supposed to do. Like, you know LeBron ain't going to really guard nobody one-on-one. He's just going to roam. And tell everybody what they need to do. CP3, the only problem I have with him is, are we going to keep D'Angelo Russell too? You because if we keep him, this is a point guard's league at this point. Like, everybody's going to go to work on us. Food. Food. You the, know what I mean? Look, the like, buffet is open because, like, I ain't going to lie with the D'Angelo Russell thing. And, Lamar, I don't know how you feel about this. We Matter of fact, we talked about it during when the, when the Lakers were getting swept up out of here. Okay, we don't have to say it like that. I mean, they did get swept. Oh, I'm I mean, sorry. Was, 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. When they when they lost to the Denver Nuggets in four. Thank you. If Denver was a better team. I give them they credit. They played their butts off. Boy, Kim, I was wrong. Hey, boy, Kim was in there tight like Birdman was on the Breakfast Club, wasn't you? Yeah, I was. I was mad. You know, I was mad. But I had I had to give Denver props. They was a better team. KCP, your boy, the bitch. Okay, <laughs> give me the bleep button. Are we live? <laughs> But why you sound like Ray J when he called into the Breakfast Club that time? <laughs> Charlamagne, we like button, okay? Because now KCP making all these shots, right? But I I'm old enough to remember where KCP was in his first or second year with the Lakers. Well, second year, first year with LeBron, and they had to call a timeout, and LeBron had to beg him to shoot the ball, and now he's shooting out of his mind, okay? I'm old enough to remember that. So, KCP is shooting out of his mind. Denver was a better team. Jokic outplayed Anthony Davis. So on and so forth. That that I know that hurts you to say Jokic outplayed Anthony Davis. He did. It? I'm bothering because, you now. <laughs> because I, I got worked up in the Anthony Davis his last year in New Orleans, his first year with the Lakers and what Anthony Davis was really good at was he was so much faster than everybody at his size and position so he would just beat everybody down the floor he would beat people off the dribble and he was just so much more agile and athletic than most you know fours and fives well now he's had these injuries he you know they tried to make him gain weight to play the the center position. And so he doesn't have that blazing speed that he used to. Now he is still an elite generational defender. Like LeBron was good, but Anthony Davis was the reason they beat the Warriors. Right? Like, so he was still he's still an elite defender, but he doesn't have that mismatch that used to give him or give Jokic problems against him. Like, because he used to just beat him down the floor. He would just run the floor, beat him down the floor, finish lobs, and then, you know, in that 2020 year, they had Dwight Howard, and they would just put him on Jokic, and he would just bully him. You know what I mean? And then push comes to shove, you put LeBron and AD at the 4-5, and five, and that was the best 4-5 and five matchup in the league at that point. No doubt, no doubt. So we're going to move on to more fan questions, fan comments. I really like this one right here. We're going to stay with the Lakers, I guess. Well, not quite. Uh, do y'all think y'all think LeBron is going to Dallas? It could be a new trio: LeBron, Kyrie, and Luca. Lamar Gafford, you are a resident Mavericks fan. You suffered through a lot. The Mavericks humiliated themselves to get the tenth pick in the draft. So, in in and they got and they got you know that boy Dr. Sebi, Dr. Umar Irving over there running point for him, and he tried to recruit that boy LeBron to Triple D. Lamar, this is the worst idea ever. Or if y'all think LeBron is going to go to Dallas, when Dallas cannot get free agents, and if you think LeBron is willing to give up control to be on Mark Cuban's team, then I got a, I got, I got, I got, I got, I got, I got an ice house in Antarctica to really sell you on this one. Um, nah, he's not gonna go there. I mean, I just don't think that he will. I mean, if he does, color me shocked. I'll be surprised. I'll be, I'll be surprised. I mean, because at this point, 
I'll just have to ask one of y'all just to kind of figure out, okay, how to deal with the LeBron experience because I'm always going to have to know, at least he's going to get your team to a title, but he's going to leave you with bare, bare bones and pretty much in about three years of where the hell we're going to be. Man, when I first saw this report from Shams, I was like, this sounds like the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. But I said, you know what? I'm going to read the story anyway. And part of the Mavericks signing LeBron James, you know what that would involve, guys? What? LeBron taking a buyout. Now, you and I, my mama, your mama, everybody mama, Jesus mama, no, LeBron ain't taking no buyout. No. Even if it's, oh, I'm going to take $40 million, take a $40 million buyout to go play somewhere else when you're going to pay me $45 million to be here. No, he getting all 45 of them, baby. Okay, no. number one. And number two, how bad is the market for Kyrie Irving where he has to try to recruit people to him? After we saw how this went the last time Kyrie recruited people to him, we saw what happened. Everybody ended up out of Brooklyn. Right. The Hebrew Israelites was outside the dough. Kevin Durant ended up in Phoenix and James Harden ended up in Philadelphia. Right. This shows me that and the fact that he opted into his contract last year. Don't nobody want him. Kyrie has the case of Jimmy McNulty syndrome, where despite how good you are, people don't want to deal with him. And the Mavericks are now in a place where you're stuck with a dude who is unavailable either due to injury or for Lord knows whatever else he comes up with reasons why not. He don't want to show up. PTO time. Man, that's the PTO Kang right there. Okay. Like I aspire to be like Kyrie. It's like, no, I'm not coming to work today. Why not? Don't want it. Like, <laughs> but it's like, if not, like you're stuck with it. You're stuck with a situation a year after making it to the conference finals. We're all sitting around standing around. Like, what are they doing? Because they tanked that, those last couple games to get the 10th pick in a draft. Yes, they did. And I don't know, like, that pick ain't high enough for you to take a guy and then package that into, you know, some rotational pieces, some some wings and some big guys that you need to actually try to make something shake. So, in that, whoever that 10th pick is, that dude ain't going to be able to help them win nothing or contend for nothing next year. No. So, the, I, I'm... I don't know what they're like. They got a mess on their hands. Well, to, yeah. to answer the to answer the initial question, I don't think LeBron is going to the Lake. I mean, to the Mavericks. I think he's staying with the Lakers. Um, I just think the Mavericks need like one more piece, though, to really make them like contenders. Like next year, I think they'll get to the playoffs. Um, Kind of because of the John Moran situation in Memphis, they get a whole year um, to play together. But, you know, if they can get like a DeAndre Aiden, you know, out there in Dallas, I think that would help them um, because they do have two of the top 15 players in the league. And if Kyrie plays, you know, 60 to 65 games and Luka does his usual, then that should get them into the playoffs. And if they get like a, a rim rolling big like DeAndre Aiden, that could help them a lot. Um, hmm. well, what are you going to say? Alex? The only thing I was going to say was if he, if they end up trading him, because, and I think the reason they 
had to get rid of Monty Williams is because Monty Williams was like, I'm done with this dude. And you ain't nobody about to throw the number one overall pick in the dumpster. Sure. And he's 24 years yeah. old. And so Frank Vogel, I think he going to be in Phoenix. But if he were, for some reason, end up in Dallas, it would effectively be going to the exact same situation he just left. Right? Mm-hmm. So with DeAndre Aiden at some point being effectively a role player. So it's... They got a mess. They have a mess. We have another question. Yeah. What about Damian Lillard? He can't stay in Portland. Nah, he can't. Because I'm sick of this nigga. (laughs) (laughs) I am. Mute me if you want to. (laughs) Run from the grind. Stay with the grind. I don't care what you do. Stop telling me this. Alex Goodwin used to tell me something when we were in Gateway Apartments. <laughs> oh, and Lord. Times, and a lot of times, we'd be on Seagram's Gin. Shout out to okay. Seagram's Gin. <laughs> Shout out to Seagram's Gin because I drink it and it's not paying. <laughs> yeah. But Alex Goodwin used to say, in all seriousness, don't piss on my head and tell me it's rain. Because it's two things I hate. Piss and rain. Okay? Dane. <laughs> okay, I respect it. You don't want to run from the grind. You want to stay with the team that drafted you. You're loyal. That's all fine. Stop floating us these rumors that you go into these other places. And then you're going to say Miami is your number one destination. But... If Miami wins the championship, then there's no way that you would go. Okay, stop it. You got to get out of Portland. It just is what it is. Whether you want to do it or whether Portland needs to do it, I believe that Portland needs to give him the KG treatment that, that Minnesota gave him. Thank you for your service. Where would you like to be traded to? We've done all we can for you. We're going in a different direction. Just tell us what team you would like to be traded to, and we'll do our best to accommodate you. Okay? Because this, all this that he's doing right now is just too much. You're talking too much, and you're not doing enough. You are a top 10, 12, 13, whatever you are, player in the league, and you missed the playoffs two times in your prime. You're 32 years old. You're probably never going to be in a better place to compete at your physical peak for a championship. Get out of Portland. They got a young bull in Shaden Sharp. He's really good. You're going to have the, they got the third pick? Yeah. They got the third pick. You got to ask yourself, is that third pick going to get you somebody that's going to help you compete for a championship? Immediately. Jalen Brown. Nope. Uh, uh, Pascal Siakam, uh, Mikael Bridges. If you can't get either any of them and you don't think either of them or any of them will help you win a championship in the near future, what are you doing? Collecting these checks, man. He ain't quite on that Bradley Beal program because Bradley Beal, you remember the last time we heard about Bradley Beal leaving D.C.? He is just out here getting his money, and I ain't going to front 
Look, he got the best job in America. He just scores 25 points a game. His team wins 35, 35 games a year, and no one says a word. And he makes and don't $50 million. No expectations. He makes, it makes, you know why? Because he has made it very clear. When he re-signed there a couple years ago, he made it very clear. I'm a loser, and I'm okay with it. And this <laughs> and just tell us, I'm okay with losing. But dang, don't. Stop getting on JJ Reddick podcast. Stop getting on all these other people podcasts and saying you ain't running from the grind. You making it all sweet. You loyal. All the people in the nineties and the eighties, they love you. But dang, shut the hell up. Yo, <laughs> <laughs> and, and okay. might, might I add, we end up, yo, did you hear on a uh, first take when uh, Kendrick Perkins was mo- was up there breathing oh, yeah. heavy in JJ Reddick's ear? Like, bruh, those segments, yo, who, yo, they need to get JJ and Kendrick Perkins a show. I don't know how they're going to do this. I no, think they got to do it. This, look, <laughs> look, this might set America back into the culture war. Like, <laughs> I don't know what may happen on this show, but look, the two of them need their own show just so it can be a mess. You thought Skip and Shannon was a ham. Oh boy. Put them two on TV. All right, but like in terms of Dame, I really think like Dame can't be your best player, right? Small guard don't play no defense, and that's fine. That's I mean that's, yeah. that's the normal thing. So where can he go? The question would be where can he go be a number two? You know what I'm saying? What places that would have him and then have the picks and the assets that Portland would want? And who was I mean, trying to contend said, with, like, where, I mean, outside, because outside of Miami. Mm-hmm. But Miami's got to the finals with Jimmy, Bam, and the guys from Lifetime Fitness. So, you know. They ain't want it, though. They ain't want it, though. Look, Brooklyn. we didn't think they'd be here. But you Brooklyn get what I'm saying? Another one. Boston. You'd have to Boston dunk Jalen Brown. Be. Well, yeah, yeah I do. I mean, Ship about. Well, yeah. I mean, think about think about Brooklyn. Think about how Mikael Bridges looked when he got traded to Brooklyn and when he got an expanded role. You trade Dame. I saw a hypothetical trade. Shout out to Bleacher Report, but I thought it was pretty solid. Dame for like, I want to say Cam Johnson, uh, um, Spencer Dinwiddie, Cam Thomas. And like three picks. Like, is that like honestly, like you have to think. Portland, as a Portland organization, is it gonna be good enough for me to keep Dame with the present roster and either draft that number three pick or trade that number for three pick? Or have Shaden Sharp for my near future, who I believe is gonna be a star if he stays healthy, Anthony Simons, who's a solid player. Um, the number three pick and whatever assets I get for Dame or just Dame and then, the, you know, the third pick and, you know, whatever we trade for. Like, we've are I, I feel like we've seen the ceiling with Dame as your best player. Like you said, like, Dame is not going to win you anything as your best player. But if you trade him East and you haven't won Mikael Bridges, I had a conversation with somebody else. I think Mikael Bridges now is better than any version that CJ McCollum has ever been. I think that's because 
He's a two-way player. He's six, seven, six, eight. You know, he can he can put the ball in the bucket. He he's a great complement to what Dame brings to the table. And then, you know, the Eastern Conference is much better than when LeBron was in it, but it's really, you know, really top heavy right now. You got Milwaukee, you got Miami. I don't know what James Harden's gonna do in Philly. You know he's um, going back to Houston to run the streets with Ime Yudoka. You know he's going to run the streets with Mrs. To your girl. You know that. Don't, don't tell me that. Don't tell me hey, that. Hey, kid. Hide your, you, wise, hide your girlfriend. Look, man, they are going to paint that they are going to act the ass. You know it, Kennedy Miller. Look, Ime, look, Ime ain't even recruiting James Harden talking about the team they can build. He's like, James, you didn't been here for 10 years. You've seen these women. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it, it, right. you're right, and I agree with you. But the East is just very top heavy, you know, to me. So you don't know what can happen over there. Um, and so I think just Dame, he, he got to get out of there, bro. He just has to. Lamar, what you got? Oh, man. It's just, I mean, yeah, I, I think again. I, I I was just thinking about the same thing about Bradley Bill when y'all were talking about him. It's like I go back to uh, last year. Uh, him and his wife they went out to eat. I think it was uh, Father's Day, and then his wife was showing all the stuff that she bought and everything. And then and then uh, Bradley Bill was like, hey, hey, "Get me too." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I paid for this. I paid for this. I paid for all of this. And so. Uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with that because, like you said, I mean, Dame's gonna have to go somewhere. It's gonna have to go somewhere. He's got to. He got to go. Same for Bradley Bill. Well, no, you know where Bradley Bill's going. Wells Fargo. Bradley Beal don't care about being a champion in terms of raising no Larry O'Brien trophy because Bradley Beal is already a world champion, the most valuable player at Bank of America. He don't give a damn about winning Dude. anything. And it's so many, like, it's so unfortunate, like, because everybody, like, you know, it's like, I don't want to say, like, old heads, but you talk to, like, older guys, and some people, they're just like, Oh, well, you just want them like team hop and like green chase. Like, no, I don't want people to do that. I just want the best players to actually have an option to compete for a championship. That's it. Like, I don't, I'm not asking Damian Lillard to go to the Warriors or to the Clippers. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just want him to be on a team that is actually actively competing to win a championship. And I feel like Portland is not trying to do that. Same thing with Bradley Beal. I feel like Bradley Beal is one of the top 20, 25 players in the league. I feel like they should all be actively trying to compete to win a championship. You ain't got to get there all the time. And you ain't got to be on the best team. But you can be on the the Knicks, right? Like, the Knicks was a, a fourth seed. Yeah. Or 50, whatever they were. Like you can be in that range and still feel like you can compete with a championship and still have a really good player on your team and not run from the grind. Hey man, they can forget all that. You got something, Lamar? Yeah, I was just about to ask. 
Should we ask about uh the Zion Williams and stuff or not? Nah? I was about to say, hey, speaking on wife <laughs> of Bradley Beal. Hey, look, look, we gonna get ourselves in trouble. All I'm gonna say is this. Here's all I've got to say. Cause Kennedy Miller, y'all not gonna lose me the job I just got. That's what y'all not about to do up in I'm here. I'm not saying a word. I'm not saying a word. All I'm gonna hey. say is this. I saw a tweet where somebody said Zion in that young lady. They said he said they were moving some furniture. He said he said that wasn't no. He said that that wasn't no you know no quiet situation. When they, when, when, he said, he said when they was he said when they was getting down to the get down. He said that he said that's a whole lot of humanity up in there. Alex, I thought the hamstring was messed up. That's why his groin's messed up. That's why. He that's why. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. The groin, not the not the hamstring. The groin. I guess it wasn't the groin. And, and that's all. That's all I'll say. That has been another episode of the Game Plan Podcast. Because we got to stop right here. Oh yeah. Because we got jobs. Look, I ain't look. I ain't sent them my I nine information yet, and I'm gonna make sure y'all don't mess this up for me. Oh, I'm keeping quiet. Thank keep you. Quiet so. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex Goodwin T. Assuming that's on Twitter at Alex Goodwin T. S. M. Kennedy Miller, my man. Where can the folks find you? Twitter, Instagram, all of that. Underscore Kennedy Miller underscore on Instagram. That's underscore Kennedy Miller underscore underscore. Um, that's how you can find me, though. Lamar. You can find me on Twitter at Lamar Gafford, all in one word. That's once again at Lamar Gafford. And you can also find me on Instagram, primetime2832. Also check out my website, sinlawpreps.com. Got some good things coming up. So, All right. All right. Also, don't forget, folks, uh, follow the Game Plan Podcast Instagram at underscore the Game Plan Podcast. Again, follow the Game Plan Podcast on our official, on our official Instagram at underscore the Game Plan Podcast. Follow, like, share, subscribe. This video, all the other videos here on our official Game Plan Podcast YouTube channel. And don't forget, folks, tell a friend to tell 10 more friends to tell 10 more friends about the Game Plan Podcast. Wherever you're listening and watching, however you're listening and watching, thank you guys for listening and watching. For Lamar Gafford and Kennedy Miller, my name is Alex Goodwin. This has been the Game Plan Podcast live stream. We'll catch you guys after game number four. You guys take a light.